Good afternoon. You're listening to WQKE LP 93.9 FM out of Plattsburgh, New York. You are you're currently tuning into your 3 o'clock speech sports report with Desmond and Liam. Desmond? I got to sneeze. Hold on. Desmond's got to sneeze, so I'm going to keep going. It's a little bit of a rainy, kind of muggy day in Plattsburgh as Desmond reconsiders the sneezing choice. So, Desmond, how are stop. you today? I'm pretty good. Very tired, but I'm good. Take Desmond a, just took a, nice a nap. nap. So I'm doing good. Uh, move, turn my mic off so I can move quick. So... Basically, uh, there it was a pretty good couple days in sports, especially in NBA yeah. playoffs. We mentioned on the last episode that we'll have draft coverage today. That'll come at the second half of the episode. Yes. So let's get right into it. It's sweatpants. Well, sorry, as we always do. It's sweatpants Wednesday here at Quake. Desmond's rocking some really comfortable pants over there. I'm jealous. I've, I changed into sweatpants. I've done nothing besides wear sweatpants the last, like, month and a half. Well, I mean, it is... Always sweatpants weather yes, here. Yes, it is always sweatpants it's at Plattsburgh. very, very short, uh, shorts weather. I mean, for baseball, I guess, quickly, nothing really happened. Uh, I know that there was a crazy night for the Yankees last night with Anthony Rizzo hitting three home runs, one of which was, like, a very much short porch home run, uh, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, for, like, the, for Yankee Field. Yeah, like, it was, yeah. like, it was borderline sketchy. And then one thing I want to touch on quickly, I just... Uh, and also, Rizzo had six RBIs last night, too. And I think Luis Severino was throwing a no-hitter for like a huge portion of the game uh and then the twins had a walk-off win last night this is I what i want to say that. but did you see the clip what one of their walk-off oh win? yeah yeah the, where they oh, the, the tigers overthrow. had like three errors yeah. in one play they're legit like it was like a i, I don't even want to try to explain it because it's just about my pay grade but like there was legit probably around three errors yeah and then I, i'm trying to find i had one more thing i wanted to talk about just give me one second but then uh, the Mets are losing right now, eight to four. By the way, I, to tell you, I just wanted to tell you that to the Cardinals. Other Cardinals are pretty mm, good. Yeah. So, one second. Adam Adamas, that's his name, right? Willie Adamas. Yeah, yeah. Willie Adamas had seven RBIs last night. Was had uh, four hits on five at bats, two runs, seven RBIs. That is ridiculous. That yeah. is a that is a day right there. So that was the other baseball story. But besides that, like I said, it's been a pretty mild day. The big stories come from NBA basketball, which Desmond... Last couple of days. Our first big story, what is it? The Celtics pulled off the sweep against the Nets on Monday night after our show, winning the game 116-112. to um, uh, Both Katie and Kyrie didn't play insane. I mean, Katie had 39, but he did it on 31 shots, 3 of 11 from 3. Missed a very clutch free throw down the stretch. Very clutch. Kyrie only taking 13 shots is a little interesting, but he hit six of those. Um, something I'm just now seeing, I knew he was bad from the line, but I didn't know he was this bad. Nick Claxton uh, took 11 free throws. He hit one of them. Really? Yeah, and if he hit f- at least four of them, shot five for 11 from the free throw line, still pretty bad, they would have at least tied the game. That's but, just... Yeah. There are so many struggles with the Nets right now. I, we were talking about it earlier. There's definitely a question coming in about Katie's leadership. and Both both Katie and Kyrie's leadership. They're not leaders. There's no other way to say it. Yeah, uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah, I think that's been proven time and time again. Kyrie tried to lead his own team in Boston. Didn't work. Katie's now trying to lead his team in Brooklyn. Isn't working. They just, they're not leaders. They need, like, a veteran presence. Like who? I don't know. They... I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they need, like, a Draymond well, Green. Yeah, but 
they're not there are no Draymond Greens other other than Draymond Green and he isn't going to leave. But they, they need like someone Pat like Bev that or something like that. Like yeah, like Pat Bev exactly. Yeah, That's yeah. a perfect example of someone they would need. Yeah, but I don't see the Timberwolves wanting to move on from him after this season. Oh, there's no way. And quickly, the Raptors are slowly itching their way back into the series. I've said it before. If any coach in the NBA is going to blow a 3-0 lead, it is Doc Rivers. Yep, as a 103-88 so. win. Pretty convincing for the Raptors. And that was the big concern through the first three games, is that Tyrese Maxey played extremely well, and Embiid and Harden didn't shoot well at all. They played okay, but no, they didn't yeah. shoot well. And now those those problems are starting to poke their head through the door a little bit as they've fallen their lead has fallen to only one game going into game six which i think is thursday night and then the mavericks you said that whatever team would win by over 20 points in the last like, show yeah, whoever had a convincing win in the, the jazz Mavericks series in game five he thinks you thought was going to win the series the luca must have been listening because he had yeah, 33 points ridiculous i watched that game with yeah my roommate Chris. 102 to 77 win it was just it was so dominant from beginning to end yeah all right last night first game Heat win by three to win the series and take out the Hawks. Yeah, that game was really fun to watch because, like, they were kind of – the Heat had an advantage the whole game then brought it back. DeAndre Hunter had a great game, which is really fun to watch because I'm a huge DeAndre Hunter fan. 35 points. Um, But, yeah, it's pretty funny because I did a parlay. I had DeAndre Hunter over 20 points, rebounds, assists. He got that really quick. Yeah. And it's pretty funny because I was like, oh, he'll get the points, but I don't know about rebounds because, like, he had gotten, like, one rebound the entire series. Like the in all the games the series before, now he gets eleven. But great game to watch. He very mm, would have been a convincing win if they held that lead, but still a good way to win without Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry, without a doubt. Bam stepped up this game offensively yeah, and defensively, points. without a doubt. Twenty points, eleven rebounds, and someone just go and watch their defense in the last possession of the game. It was literally well, ridiculous. the Hawks. The Hawks play was absolutely atrocious. it was ridiculous, but their defense like. Yeah, they brought the ball to the corner, and, and the Heat saw that coming. And then the Heat saw that coming, so and they, like, triple-teamed them. for some reason, um, they decided that it would be a good idea to keep Onyeko Okongwu on the floor, a player that has literally zero offensive game, especially in a three-point three game. I really don't understand the thought process behind that. I get DeAndre Hunter fouled out, but, like, put Jalen Johnson or Kevin, no- Kevin Knox, like, someone that can at least hit a three if needed, because mm-hmm. that's what allowed them to get three guys on Danilo Gallinari because they did not have to guard on Yako Kong. Yes. And it was just a bad play to begin with, just geographically. Just getting put it the, into Danilo yeah. Gallinari. Well, not what I'm saying, like, even location on the court, geographically, like, to yeah. put the ball there in your last play of the game makes literally no sense. But whatever. The Heat were going to win that either way. Their defense yeah. is really stellar, and I'm excited to see where they can go from here, whether they play. It looked like it was going to be the 76ers, but whether they play the 76ers or the Raptors. Yeah. I want to avoid the Grizzlies game because I want to dedicate some time to that one. So let's go Let's go to the last game of the night, which was Suns-Pelicans. I watched the first half of this, and then it got to a blowout, and then it got close, and then it blown then out. It blew up, got blown out again. Kyle Bridges went crazy. Yeah, last he had 31. He was absolutely ridiculous on defense. Um, Herb Jones had another great defensive game from what I saw, at least in the first half. Um, yeah, I don't really have much on this game. I think it was very boring to watch. I I said it in the last episode that they needed someone to step up because they they become very one-dimensional without Devin Booker. Or yeah. I said that they have a one-dimensional office to begin with, but they needed someone to fill that spot that Devin Booker is. And I think Mikhail Bridges, Absolutely, I was, I was yeah. impressed with how he played off of Paul's, you know, facilitating every play and able to drop 31 points. Yeah. Last game, easily one of the best games of the playoffs, I would say, so far. And this has become, I think, the, the most exciting series out of them all. 
the Timberwolves and Grizzlies. In terms of excitement, yeah. It's been easily the most epic series. Grizzlies with a 111-109 win, capped off by a John Morant masterclass, 30 points, 13 rebounds, and 9 assists. I believe he had a yeah, double-double for him, and he just went. He had, I think he had the Grizzlies' last 13 points of the game. Yeah, I, 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 was, I watched the whole game, and there was like five minutes left. Timberwolves are up like 15 or so. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to go run to the, the downer, the uh, dining hall here. I'm going to go get some food. I'll come back. You know, game probably over by then. My buddy texts me. He goes, dude, it's a one-point game. Yeah. And I, I, Or it was a three-point game or whatever. I run back, and I get there just in time to see Anthony Edwards hit the three yeah. prior to John Morant's bucket. And I was like, wow, they really blew a yet another lead. A big, big lead, too. That's like their third or fourth blown lead of the series and or something like that. That's being overshadowed by the fact that John Morant had one of the nicest dunks of the season. Yeah, his, his dunk on uh, Malik Beasley was... Ridiculous. And I was telling my dad today, like, it's just, my dad's not a basketball fan, but I was like, it's unbelievable how athletic these players are. Like, I think yeah. we, when you watch the NBA so much, you become almost accustomed to how good of athletes they are, and you don't really, it, it takes a play like that to put in perspective how good of the athletes that we are yeah. watching right now. And, like, John Morant, when he came down the paint and and just he he was like completely oh i just can't even describe it like he was so in up in the air and just destroyed whoever that was yeah uh but he had a really nice layup for to seal the game and then the i don't know why the timberwolves did this they had no timeouts no bad coaching i mean i i just don't think they expected it for john Morant to get a wide open layup with one second left in the clock yeah exactly one second left they didn't have a timeout so they kind of just threw it up game was over and just an epic comeback win and now sets up a very high stakes game six which i believe will be in minnesota too so that makes it even more epic let's go over the game will be another protest oh goodness gracious maybe they'll be their last shot at a protest all right games tonight games tonight there's only two and they're both pretty bad uh, the first game at 7.30 on TNT, we have the Bulls and the Bucks. Uh, no Levine, no Caruso for the Bulls, so that's game over right there. Um, and then... In in Milwaukee, too. Yeah. Then the last game of the night is the Nuggets and Warriors starting at 10 on TNT as well. Yeah. This has more potential to be interesting, but we'll likely see the Warriors uh, close out their series. Yeah, in Golden State. Warriors favored by 9, Milwaukee favored by 12. I wouldn't be surprised to see two blowouts tonight. And then we should have an epic weekend of basketball. I believe the second round will start early next week. Uh, Yeah, because there's only games scheduled till. I have no idea. Yeah, I think there's only games scheduled till this weekend, so... We'll, we'll we'll see. We will yeah. see. That's how I'll put it. So yeah, there's no yeah, there's no games on Monday. So I believe the second round does start next week. Yeah. So we'll be next episode. We'll be able to preview. Yeah, the last set of games, if necessary, will be Sunday. Yeah. So ne- early next week, we'll be able to get your second round preview, second round coverage. We look forward to those series. We know we're definitely going to see Celtics and all those kind and the Heat. So yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. Before, we're going to take our break a little early because we're going to actually make our own mock draft together after this. Yep. Uh, but we'll play a quick round of Podal for you guys. We know oh, that's yeah, been open up. that up quick. We know that's been pretty popular. Podal, Podal, Podal. Start off like we always do, RJ Barrett. Ooh, that's not good. Oh, okay. So, yellow he's on... He's west. Yeah, he's a, a western player. He's above 6'6". Six, six, so, he's either 21. 22 or 23. Yep. Uh, young big man out west. Young, 22 or 3. 22 or 23. Or a young guard or young forward out west. 
young forward out west. Um, no one comes to mind. Uh, Calvin Johnson. All right. All right he's, he's 22. 22. He is also, I thought he was taller than that. So he's actually got to be pretty tall because he's more he, he's 6'9 he, or taller. So uh, let me think here. Out west. I might just have to start thinking of, like, random players, like, just so I can, like, jog a memory. Like, what about, like, uh, Zeke and Najee? <laughs> Why? Oh, there we go. We got a lot. He's actually six foot nine. He's in the Northwest Division. I have no idea what teams are in that right now. And, okay. So. Let me click on that. So we're looking for a 22, 22-year-old six foot nine player in the Northwest Division whose number is between 9 and 22. I'm going to look up what the Northwest Division is. Uh, that would be the Nuggets. Um, I literally have no idea. Uh, Jazz, Trailblazers, Thunder. Jazz, Trailblazers, Thunder, Timberwolves, Nuggets. That is actually so unbelievably terrible because it's probably a really random player in either the time on the Blazers or uh, Thunder. Let me look up like uh, Isaiah Roby. Okay. It's not a Zay Roby, so it's not Denver, it's not OKC. How about Jazz? They don't have anyone that young. He's a Rudy Gobert. Just kidding. <laughs> what about Trendon Watford? Okay, nope. Um so what are the other teams left? The Timberwolves? Oh, is it Jaden McDaniels? It might be. Nope. It is on the Timberwolves though, so it's a twenty two year old six foot nine forward on the Timberwolves. Let me think. I'm going to go through the starting line. Pat Bev, no. Ant, no. D'Lo, no. Cat, no. Um, Vanderbilt, he's older than 22, I believe. McDaniels, no. Okoji, no. Torian Prince, no. What position does Ant play? He is a shooting guard, small forward. He's not six foot nine. Oh, okay. I was about to say, couldn't it be him? I want to say Jared Vanderbilt, but I... Is it my favorite NBA player, Nas Reed? It's Nas Reed. No way. I love Nas Reed. I, I completely forgot about Nas Reed. I did not know he was that young. Let's go. Nas Reed, Nas so Reed. So many years of Nas Reed. That was definitely an interesting Did I ever tell you about my, my uh, uh, experience with the Timberwolves Twitter admin? Where, like, me, uh, my buddy, one of my Twitter mutuals I like talking to, we literally just had a conversation with the, with the um, admin of the Timberwolves Twitter where we just said Nas Reed back and forth for, like, five minutes. Was it, he it nice? Was really funny. You no, just it said Nas Reed. It was literally just Nas Reed. Nas Reed. Nas Reed. Nas Reed. Over oh, yeah. and over again. Yep. No way. Yeah. And then he was just like, Nas Reed. Nas, Nas Reed. Reed. So there's an interesting Twitter reaction. So it's we're going to take a quick break here, uh, get a couple of songs for you guys, and then after that, uh, we'll be back with a NBA mock draft, so stay tuned. NFL. NFL mock, mock draft. draft. Well, hi, just talking about NBA, whatever, so... Sorry for the abrupt end there. Nice there, one. There was a technical issue. Uh, he dropped his phone. I did, in fact. Can you drop mute my mic so I can move the mic back? Yes, I can mute your mic. So, welcome back. Uh, now is NFL time. The draft is Thursday, I believe, at 8 p.m. Tomorrow. Yes, at 8 p.m. The sun so, will come out tomorrow. So, we're going to play Weddle, and then we're going to do a mock draft. Right, Weddle. Yeah, Weddle pulled up. Yeah, I am pulling it up right now. Mute your phone. That's not my phone. That's not my phone either. I don't know what it is. is oh, it's my laptop. 
Because I have ESPN open, so it's like automatically playing videos. I was about to say, there are some sound effects going on in the background. All right, Weddle time. Let's start how we always do. Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. That's not good. Hold on. Nothing lit up except one. Hold on. I am holding on. Okay, so he's a very young player. Got to be, <laughs> got to be a rookie. He's twenty-three or twenty-two. Um, he's in out west. He's under six foot five, and he's over the number eight. So AFC young players in the AFC. Um, Mac Jones. Oh no, he's not quarterback. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Twenty-three years old. Yep. Eight. He is five seven. I didn't know that. I'm wow. taller than Clyde Edwards. Okay. And we're looking at a receiver with likely single digit to low double digit numbers because it's between 8 and 25. Um, so he's on the AFC West. What's a young receiver in the West? Uh, Who's the person that comes You to mean mind? in the AFC? In the AFC. Who is not in the AFC West. Sorry. So. Um, Marquise Brown. I think he's really short, though. Okay, we're close. Receiver. He's, yep, he's... Not in the up, AFC West, not in the AFC West. So he's above 5'9", but he's either 5'10 or 5'11". He's 23 years old, years old, so he's either AFC South or East. And in the AFC South, I'm, trying, I'm going by each team. Texans, no. They don't have anyone. Titans. Jags. No. Colts. No. Wait, it might be LaVisca Chenault. It's not LaVisca Chenault. And he's not... So it's an AFC West... Was that young, receiver on the Colts who's young? Michael Pittman? Yeah. I don't think he's that young, but we can try. Wait, that's already AFC South. So oh. we, it's AFC East. So that you have the Patriots. Patriots. Jets. Oh, Bills. I think it's Elijah Moore. No. Nope, but he's in the AFC East, and he's 5'10". Five, five, and he's 23. He was a 23-year-old receiver in the AFC East. Oh, is it what's his face that went off Isaiah McKenzie? Who was it? Is that the guy who had the big game for the Bills? I'm thinking someone else. Might have been else. Okay, so he's on the Patriots. Um, Jacoby Myers? He, I, he might be. I think it's Jacoby Myers. I don't know who else could be that young. Nope. It's not him? No. And he's. What other receivers? Are, are we there? tripping? What Who's other? The, oh, the Dolphins. Oh, it's Jalen Waddle. <laughs> oh my goodness! I, I I don't know why, but I completely forgot that the Dolphins were a team oh in the goodness. AFC East. All right, that Hard. should not have taken them any trouble. Hard yeah. Weddle, Andrew Thomas. So basically, for those who don't know, there's two versions of Weddle. There's Easy Weddle and Hard Weddle. I don't know why Jalen Waddle took us so long. Yeah, I completely forgot the Dolphins Nothing were in the AFC up. West. So we need East. We're gonna put in Patrick Mahomes. Okay, AFC West. Hold on. He's 26 and he's below 6'3". Okay. Could be anybody in the AFC West. Um, he's he's on defense because yes. he's led up yellow. So he's, we have a six foot two or six foot one defensive player in the AFC West. Khalil back. Max, no, he's not twenty six. Oh yeah, sorry. Max Crosby. Okay. Uh, wow, I don't know why I thought it'd be Max Crosby. Well, uh, likely a corner. In all honesty. Well, yellow on defensive end. I don't know. Yeah, that that just means on defense. Oh okay. So. What other teams? Broncos. Is it... Sertan? No, he's not 26. Uh, I think Justin Simmons might be 27, but I'll try Justin Simmons. Okay. He's 28. So it's uh, he's on the Chargers. I wish it was... Oh, is it Derwin James? Or is it... Um, who's? Why am I blanking on his name? J.C. Jackson. 
it might be him just because he's there. Yep, J.C. Jackson. Jackson. Yep, good job. Bang! That's my first one. There you go. All right. I should have had both of those. I'm a big Jalen Waddle guy, and you know that. Yeah. All right. Mock draft time? Yeah. So, basically, we're going to make a mock draft for the first round. We'll we got to, like, make sure we're, like, say where the college these players went to and what position they are, just so people know, just to be safe. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, with the first overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft, it's lining, the Jaguars are on the clock. It's lining up to be Trayvon Walker, even though Desmond doesn't want to hear that. It is. How? Every, it just is. Every Everyone's saying Trayvon I Walker. I don't care about a mock draft. I care about what makes sense. And drafting a project player first overall does not make any amount of sense for a rebuilding team that needs help on offense. They need, if they are smart, they protect their first overall pick quarterback from a year ago. I don't know. I think they're going to take Aiden Hutchinson. Or take the most ready edge rusher and put him next to Josh Allen and Aiden Hutchinson. Don't you mean Trevor Lawrence? No, I said... You said no. Josh Allen. Yeah, the line, the edge rusher, Josh Allen, who's on the Jaguars. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, yeah, when Josh Allen, Zach Josh Allen. Yep. All right, so I, I I always go Evan Neal first, but if you if we can mutually agree on Aiden Hutchinson... I don't think it's going to be Evan Neal. I think Aiden Hutchinson's more realistic. Pick. All right. So, so Aiden we'll Hutchinson, Hutchinson goes first overall. Um, yeah, the Lions. What are they going to do? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is it simulating all these picks? Because you probably only pick the Jaguars. Oh, you have to hit the select all. Okay, sorry. I have I have, it, I have it set up. Okay. So my thing is, they they could use a quarterback, but I, no, no quarterbacks worth taking. I want to have them taking one of Stingley or Gardner. That, not that I would take Stingley that high. Gardner, maybe. What about Thibodeau? I... I would, but, like, I don't see him going that high. He should. He should. He absolutely, positively should. He should go first, but I don't see him going. I I don't see – I don't know. I just don't know. This is probably, to me, the toughest pick in the entire draft for me – for them to make or for me to make a mock draft of because they need so much, but, like – They can go anywhere here. Yeah. And they could go out on a limb and pick, like, Kyle Hamilton. That's a very – that'd be a Lions thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I agree with taking safety second overall, but there is if there is one to take second overall, it's Kyle Hamilton. I I say it we says go. Stingley with, is the best player left. That is terrible, but then Charles Cross. I say for what I think the Lions are going to do, I think they're going to go with an edge rusher. So with that in mind, I think they'll take Thibodeau. I agree. If if I if I were making the pick and I'm sitting in that room, I'm taking Thibodeau. So we'll go with Thibodeau second overall. Okay, Texans. I want to say a line. I want to say line Evan here. Evan Neal. They need because Laramie. They have Laramie Tunsil on the left side, who's all pro caliber tackle. You pair him on. You put Evan Neal on the right side of that line. Can Aquanu play on the right side? Yeah, but why would you take Aquanu when you have Evan Neal on the board? I mean, PFF does have Aquanu above. They Neal. also have Charles Cross above the both of them. <laughs> they also have Derek Stingley as the highest rated player right now. Their their big board is garbage. All right, we can go with Evan Neal. I Evan like Neal. it. Sauce then, Gardner yeah, for the Jets. I feel like that is like the most like they're going with Gardner. Yes, so Sauce Gardner to the to the Jets. Giants. Equanu. It's going to be Equanu with this board. Go with Equanu at five. I don't want the Panthers to take um, a quarterback at six, but I feel like it's a possibility. I feel like. 
here or this situation, they're going cross cross or quarterback. That's what I think. Uh, I don't think they're going to be too happy when Aquanu and Neal are off the board by the time they get to their. I pick. mean, Cross is a very good tackle. He's to me, he's the be- He's the best in terms of floor, especially. He's the best pass blocking tackle in the draft. But Aquanu is the most versatile, and Evan Neal has the highest ceiling by far. So with that, I don't know because, like, again, I can see them taking a quarterback, but the <laughs> watch them pick Trayvon Walker. That would be the worst pick. I that doesn't even make sense for them to do that. So I almost want to like flip a coin because like I don't know. If if I'm them, I'm taking cross. If I'm them, I'm absolutely taking cross. I, no I, hesitation about it. I'd say the same, but it's also the Panthers we're playing with here, and Sam Darnold is their starting quarterback right now. Okay, but who who's their starting t- left tackle? Well, yeah, you can say that too, man. Kenny Pickett is ranked so low. Yeah, he's like the fourth ranked quarterback. Yeah, even though I, if I'm them, I take Malik Willis. But I'm gonna say Cross here because I'm not confident yeah. enough that I'm to take Willis. Yeah, I agree. And the Giants up next. Uh, Hamilton. Mm, I, 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 not that high. It's funny how I say like two out of the the three players I don't want us to draft are Singley. Uh, Walker and Trevor Penning, and right now, like the two most sensible options are Singley and, and Walker for position wise. But I'd probably, I if I was making this selection, these players on the board, I'm either trading down and taking Devin Lloyd, or just flat out taking Devin Lloyd right now. We have no line. We have Blake Martinez, who's a very good, very good tackler, very good in the run game. But Tay Crowder might be the worst linebacker in the NFL. He had a PFF grade of 27. He cannot make reads in the run. He cannot cover. He cannot do anything. Devin Lloyd is quite literally another Micah Parsons. He can get to the quarterback. He's great in coverage. He's great in the run game. He can hit holes at the right time. He has the IQ. He has everything. So while I know that there are a lot of people who are going to disagree with me on this, because I, I do I do understand Trayvon Walker's upside. I do truly understand that. I'm not willing to wait two to three years to hope that he pans out when I can take an NFL-caliber player right now that will make this defense ten times better than Trayvon Walker will in his first one to two years. I'm telling you right now, if the Giants are picking right here, they are 100% taking Trayvon Walker. I know oh, you don't I want agree. to hear it. I agree. They are, the most realistic pick for them is Trayvon Walker. I agree. I, I mean, I agree with you. I just looked at PFF's mock, and I know you don't like it, but it has Devin Lloyd at 21. That's terrible. He, he's so undervalued, and I don't understand why. Well, that's what happened to Micah Parsons, and now look at him. He got, yeah, but even he, then, Micah Parsons went what? Mike, did you see Micah Parsons' numbers going into the NFL? I, he, his I like his his forty yard dash was, was stupid for a linebacker. Um, I'm gonna say, I know you're gonna disagree with me. I'd probably say Trayvon Walker here. Yeah, I don't I don't want it, but I'd say the most realistic pick is Trayvon Walker. That are I want us to if oh if goodness. if this is a situation on draft night, I I want us to trade back and take Devin Lloyd or Tyler Linderbaum or one of the two because they will have more impact right now than Walker will. And with up next we have the, the Falcons. What do we even do here? That's why I said, oh my goodness. Ah, uh, receiver Stingley receiver or Stingley. I they have AJ Terrell. I get that there is a potential that Derek Stingley. I do again, as much as I don't want Stingley on the Giants, I do see his upside. He has, he, I think he has a potential to, to possibly be better than Gardner. I don't. 
I don't think he will be, but I, I am still quite high on him as much as I don't want him on my team. I probably would still go receiver because right now their number one receiver is like Olamid Zacchaeus or something like then that. Then Jamison Williams. No, I'd go Garrett Wilson. They're going to want the more NFL-ready like impact guy at this spot. Don't don't listen to this. Don't don't pay any attention to where they rank on the big. No, board. I'm not saying that, but I'm just their big I think board is I, bad. yeah, but I think James. If we're talking about upside here, and I, three, I know I've said that of the three, times. James James Williams. But, excuse me, has but that. you also have to sit there and think about how they're going to think about it in the draft in the, in the draft room where they're like, okay, James and Williams is coming off torn ACL. We don't know how how ready he'll be when he comes back. Here's Garrett Wilson, who we know will be ready right off bat, who we know will be able to make an impact mm-hmm. no matter what happens. We can go with Garrett Wilson here. I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right. All right. Seahawks. Derek Singley. They need secondary. They need some secondary help. Okay. That's that, fine. That I've... If Derek Singley falls all the way to nine. I think he could. Well, yeah, I think he could. Look at our draft. Jets. Jameson Williams. Yeah, James. They need, they need, they need a receiver. Not Drake London? No. Jameson Williams. I think they're going to take the flashies, like, biggest Big upside name. guy no matter what. Okay. So those are our first 10 picks. We'll run through them again. Juan Hayden Hutchinson, two Thibodeau, three Neal, four Sauce Gardner, five Aquanu, six Charles Cross, seven Trayvon Walker, eight Garrett Wilson, nine Derek Stingley, and ten James Jameson Williams. Eleven. I know they don't have um, the uh, Washington Commanders listed as like needing a safety, but I have them in almost every mock draft I've done taking Kyle Hamilton because they are kind of lacking in in their second safety spot. They if they can pair Kyle Hamilton or Cameron Curl with Kyle Hamilton, they will have not only add to that very elite defense that they could potentially have when everyone is healthy but you're also going to get a very good safety duo for the next like 10 years you don't think they'll take receiver here no no they don't they have they have mclaurin they have um curtis samuel they have logan thomas a tight end who's very good they they're they know it's we can go kyle hamilton here I go kyle he's the best player left and, and all this is where it gets really weird here so Again, Vikings. this is another very like I do this every time. I have them taking McDuffie because they have no they have no corners. They need help in the secondary so badly. So Trent McDuffie, Trent from Washington. I go McDuffie. Yeah. Okay. Thirteen Texans. Um, need every position. Yeah, that's funny. I'd probably go Carlaftis. I'm not as high on Carlaftis as everyone else, but they they Drake don't London. need a receiver. Mm. They don't need a receiver. That is the last of their worries because no matter what, at least they are going to have Brandon Cooks. They are going to have Brandon Cooks. I mean, we can go we can go Carlaftis here. I can't pronounce. I go for them. I go Carlaftis or Lloyd. They're not going to take Lloyd. Uh. I would. If I'm a team like them or the Giants who you need help like in a lot of places on defense, I take a player like Lloyd because not only can he do everything, he's going to make your defense overall better. Yeah, but so, are, so will Carl Aftis. Yeah, if he pans out. And he's a lot more of a risk to take than Devin Lloyd is, in my opinion. But I, I, yeah, I mean, we I, can go a hot take here and pick Devin Lloyd. No, I, I'd, <laughs> rather, I'd rather have him go. Okay. He's going to go in the next couple of picks, so I'll say that. So, yeah, I'd go Carl Aptis here oh, at 13. Oh, no, this is where it gets up, becomes a mess. Okay. Ravens at 14. I usually have them taking Jordan Davis because they need an interior presence with uh, on that line. They don't really need – they could use a tackle, which I've seen people have them taking like Penning or Bernard Raymond, but I, I could see them – I have them taking Jordan Davis usually. Well, that's also what PFF has them taking, so we're going to go with that. <laughs> we 
is Jordan Davis here. He's a little lower. Yeah. This Eagles, is where De- this Devin is where Lloyd. Devin Lloyd's going. Yep. Devin Lloyd is going. Is I, I'm I'm a firm believer that Devin Lloyd will be an Eagle on on draft night, and I'm very excited for Eagles fans because they've been needing an elite linebacker for a very long time. As much as I do not like their fans, I like their team a lot. Um, Saints tackle. So Bernard Raymond. No, I, I I think a more realistic pick for them is um, as much as I don't like him, Trevor Penning. Even I, I I don't understand why he's so low. Like they have him as like a second round player when he's definitely going to go in the first round, if not here then later. But I'd go I'd go pending here. Okay. Um, Chargers. <sighs> I don't know why they have they have receiver as a listed position of need. They have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. They have Jared Cook at tight end. They don't need, really need maybe a Bernard Raymond here. They, they, again, they also don't need a tackle. They have Rashawn Slater and Brian Bulaga. Unless is Bulaga not in the Chargers anymore? Look it up. Bulaga. Oh, he's a free agent. Okay. Okay. Bernard so, Raymond. Yep. Yeah. If I if I had known that, I would have. Yeah. That would. I was about to say that's a good pick either way. I thought. Yeah. I thought. Okay. Bula- okay I didn't know Bulaga. Eagles receiver Drake London. Ooh, I don't know. That's bold. How? That's I I guess you're right. I wouldn't mind seeing them take someone on the line. I don't know. I go on what line? I don't know. I just I don't. They, Dude, they have like one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. I know, but they don't need uh, whatever. It just makes, are you trying to say they don't need a receiver? No, I just don't like that they have to take receivers two years in a row. Well, when you you, you mess up and you draft the wrong receiver the year prior to Devontae Smith, <laughs> and now he's your only NFL caliber receiver, you kind of have to take a receiver here. Next is Saints again. Uh, I usually also have them taking a receiver because they need help outside of Michael Thomas. Or we could start playing quarterback game. No, they 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 sign Winston. They're not going to sign okay. Winston to draft a quarterback. So Olave. Uh, yeah, I go Olave without a doubt. Okay, number twenty. Now is when we play the quarterback game, and now is yeah. I I I, I again, see the Steelers picking Pickett. I think Malik Willis will probably be better than Pickett, but for what the Steelers system are and the kind of team they are, I think they're going to take. And they're going to be like, oh, he went to Pittsburgh. Like that's yeah. going to be a Steelers thing to do. Okay, Patriots. All right, Patriots. Okay, this uh, is where they're going to go up, but. We need to start looking at the bottom of the board here because this is where they're going to go do something really weird. You know how the Patriots are on draft night. They're probably going to trade their pick, knowing the Patriots. Maybe, but to me right now, I have that N'Kobe Dean. They need a linebacker, young linebacker. He can do. He, he's another guy that can do a lot of things. I like. I like that a lot. I go N'Kobe Dean, receiver here. Yep. Oh my! The best one available is Sky Moore. That's rough. I'd go George Pickens. I don't <laughs> I know why he's so low. I'd go Pickens. Over I like Sky Pickens Moore. here. I, go I don't Pickens. think I'm not a big Sky Moore guy either. Cards. Um Linderbaum. Linderbaum. Yeah. Linderbaum. Cowboys, Zion Johnson. <laughs> I would be thrilled if the Cowboys took Zion Johnson. I, he's gonna be available that far. Uh Bills. Ooh. They do need a receiver because they got rid of Cole Beasley, but I don't Sky Moore. We could. I I'd go yeah, I guess we could go Sky Moore. There's a lot of good players in this draft. Yeah. Uh oh no, now the Titans are gonna be mad. Yeah, they're going to need... <laughs> they need a lot of things. Guards. I'd go Jermaine Johnson because he's ranked low, but like apparently people are saying he might go in the top 10, which I literally do not see at all. Cause like yeah, a, let's do that. A month ago, he was projected to go like around where the Titans are picking to possibly getting drafted in the second round, so I truly don't understand I like why Jermaine Johnson here. people are, are saying that he's going to go that high. But anyways... Everyone's prospects they love this year are Trayvon Walker and Jermaine Johnson so yeah uh up next um Buccaneers they could really use a lot of things I'd probably go um Devontae Wyatt here if Devontae Wyatt's yeah probably if he's still on the board they're definitely gonna take I'd probably him. go Devontae Wyatt here Packers with their second pick 
they need a right tackle. But I, if I'm them, if I'm them, and I see that, I don't, I, I, I don't mind Tyler Smith, but I don't see him as a first round guy. I really don't. Like when I was, when I first started doing my draft evaluations after the season ended, he was like a third, fourth round guy. I kind of don't see why he's so rank ranked so high. Um, I go maybe Kenyon Green. I was about to say, what about Kenyon Green? I go Kenyon Green here. Okay, because he, regardless of if they're gonna plug him in at right guard. He can he can shift over to tackle if need be. He's a very he's the most versatile offensive lineman in the entire dra- in the entire class. Two straight Chiefs picks here. They Who's the best receiver, receiver left. Yeah, whoever the best receiver is. A oh my god, Traylon Burks, you are a Kansas City Chief. That is terrible that they're gonna have to. Wow. And then next, I'd probably go Andrew Booth. Yeah, Andrew I think Booth. So. Or, no, Louis Cine. <clears throat> because dude, they need they need a safety. There's no they, yeah they replaced Tyron with Justin Reed yeah but literally the biggest thing that killed their defense was Daniel Sorensen and how terrible he was last season yeah but I think more realistically they're gonna go corner here yeah all right I feel like go, they're a team go that go is gonna is gonna not acknowledge their problems line for the Bengals yes um, Tyler Smith yeah just because he's the best guy available I I usually have Kenyon Green falling to them because I usually don't have Penning going so high, and I have Bernard Raymond going. So, yeah, we'll go with Tyler Smith for that. Last pick, the Lions. Um, Probably. What did we have him taking earlier? Uh, they took Thibodeau, Thibodeau. So we need someone, maybe Line. Lucine. Uh, maybe Lucine. Um, I'd go Lucine or Leo, Leo Chanel. He's another linebacker backer who is going to need time to develop, but he has a – I like his upside a lot as a guy that can do it all. Um, I go see Nair Chanel, and I like for, Chanel a little better here. Yeah, because I, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna take a safety. Yeah, but at the same time, their safety they have a bigger need at safety than linebacker. Like they have some decent guys. Like we can go, we can go, Cine. Yeah, oh, let's go Cine, and that is our first round. Let's see, we're getting graded. I don't. I think you have to pay to see your grades, though. Oh, okay. All right, should we go over it? Uh, yeah. Okay, our mock, Desmond and Liam's mock draft. First overall, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh-huh. That'd be fine. Two Thibodeau. That was tough, but if I'm if I'm in that room and I'm like, okay, we don't want to take a tackle here because we don't need one, before, take the best player available. Before Thibodeau didn't do the the uh, combine, he was supposed to go first overall. And it is it is very dumb that he doesn't. It is a false attack on his character because these people don't know what they're talking about and they want to make things interesting in this draft class for absolutely no reason. Well, that yeah. is what I will say about the whole Kayvon Thibodeau discussion. Because he's the most talented edge rusher in the draft class. I think he's the highest ceiling out of all those guys by far. Mm-hmm. And if I'm them, I'm taking the most talented player on the board. And that player is Kayvon Thibodeau. So next would be Evan Neal. I they think, think 100 percent the Texans are going to do that. They they need they a need tackle line. next to to put up opposite of Laramie Tunsil. Up next, Sauce Gardner. I think it's pretty feels pretty. I think the only re, the only chance that they don't take Sauce is if they take Thibodeau, a receiver. Is if Thibodeau's available. They're not taking a receiver fourth overall because any receiver that is It'd available. Be the Jets thing to do. Any receiver that is available fourth overall is going to be available tenth overall unless the Falcons decide to go Trayvon or Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Okay. Five Aquano. Yep. Which I think is, you'd be happy with that. Yep, very. Six Charles Cross. That's yep. either tackle or quarterback. Yeah, so they're going to go taking any other position. Yep. 
Seven, Trayvon Walker. I know you're not. Uh, a... I'm not the bit. I, it's just, I, again, I see his upside. I really do see his upside because he has the build and he has the strength to be a very good player. But I don't want to sit around and wait for two years for him to develop pass rushing moves. I don't want to do that. And in and, and hope that he develop pass rushing moves. Not even see if he, like, it's a guarantee that he will. Let's keep going. Eight, Garrett Wilson. I think that's probably They need happen. everything, but receiver is probably the biggest need. Nine, Stingley. They need yeah. They need secondary help. I like. And I don't know who else they'd really take. Ten, Jameson, Jameson, Jameson Williams. Excuse me. Yeah, it's basically set in stone that they're looking for a receiver. Yeah, like I said, it's becoming realistic. They could take one at four. So yeah, for the Commanders, Hamilton. If they fell, if he fell to the Commanders, yeah. That, not only that. is that a steal because I think he has the potential to be the best defensive player in the class, but like pairing him next to Cameron Curl, putting him on that defense that already features Chris Jones, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne. Um, they drafted a guy in the second round last year, a linebacker who's pretty good, uh, Kendall Fuller. It's just that defense will be even better than it has the potential to be. Yeah, and they kind of are taking themselves out of the quarterback market by yeah. doing the Wets trade. McDuffie at 12 to the they Vikings. Need, they have no probably. corners. This is a hard pick. It's the Texans at 13. I think one of the harder picks of the draft. We have Carl Aftis here. But I think they can go a lot of different ways. Let's see what PFF says. I see it's probably – I think it's either going to be Carl Aftis or Lloyd. The – at, the PFF has the Texans taking Kyle Hamilton at 13. Who do they have Washington taking? Drake London. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to them, to them taking a receiver, but I'm looking at that. I'm like, you have a superstar McLaurin, you have a very good speed guy in Curtis Samuel, and you have a very good uh, quarterback. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like a safety valve, a yep. safety valve in. Um, Logan Thomas to the point where you can run with that for now. Not to mention you have very good, very good running backs, mm-hmm. and you can just deal with your make your defense even better. Yeah, and they they also have the Vikings take Jermaine Johnson. So yeah, that's terrible. Okay, fourteen Ravens Jordan Davis. I think a very realistic pick. That's yeah. not being talked about. I wonder where they have Jordan Davis going. I think they either go. They have uh, they have the Ravens taking Jordan Davis too. Yep, I'd, I'd go that or like a uh, tackle maybe. Yeah, fifteen Devin Lloyd. It's pretty set in stone that they're taking a linebacker and a receiver in the first round. At least I'd hope it is. 16, Saints, Trevor Penning. They need a tackle. They need to replace Teron Armstead. And while I think um, Bernard Raymond might be better, I think that Trevor Penning's a more realistic pick for that team. I can agree with that. And then 8, we... 17. 17, sorry, I was going to say, I'm getting mixed up here. 17, Bernard Bernard Raymond. Raymond. I yeah. think that's fine. Now, yeah, now that I know that Brian Bulaga isn't on the team, I'd go definitely go Bernard Raymond. 18, Eagles, Drake London. If he fell they that far, they'd be very happy. Yeah. 19, Saints, Chris Olave. Like, they need a receiver. If he fell that far, they'd, they'd be They've been happy. saying it's been a thing for years that they need a guy behind Michael Thomas. Yeah, and Michael like, Thomas will be back, hopefully. Yeah, so. hopefully. 20, Kenny Pickett. Yeah. We didn't have Malik Willis going in the first round. I forgot about that. Because, I mean, the only two teams that are really talking about taking quarterback is are the Panthers and the Steelers, and I... I think in a more safe option is taking Cross and hoping out for Bryce Young. And then, to me, as much as I think that... Bryce Love. Love, Young. No, it's Young. Oh, yeah. Because I said it was Bryce Love last time, and we and you corrected me. It was Bryce Young. But, yeah, Bryce Young, um, sorry. And I think as much as I think that Malik Willis is better than Kenny Pickett and has a potential to be better than Kenny Pickett, it's the more pick for that team mm. in, that, in that system. 21, Kobe Dean. Do it all linebacker. That fits... Dude. What Bill Belich- Belichick? Yeah, wants. I think I think either way they're going linebacker here, no matter what. Twenty-two, Packers, George Pickens. They need a receiver. They're going to take the best guy available. Yeah, Cardinals, 
Linderbaum. I like that pick. Yeah, he is going to make that offensive line a lot better. They need that type of player. Cowboys, Zion Johnson. Adding I would him love to a line, Zion Tyron Johnson. Smith, uh, Zach Martin, and not, the, Lyle, not Lyle Collins. Oh, I made we made a oopsie. What? We should not have had the Bengals taking Tyron Smith because they have Lyle Collins now, and they have Jonah Williams on the left side. They still need a we line, did, though. Yeah, but he can't. I, I you don't take a tackle there. I think their biggest need is line. Though. Yeah, but yeah, but why take a tackle? I don't know. Take but. at that point. If if that point, if you're if they're set in stone on j- taking linemen, trade out of the first. Trade out of the first and take like Ed Ingram in the second. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot that they signed Lyle Collins. So that's my that's my ball. I I don't know. I still think it's. Yeah, but they're not going to take a tackle. But they've I think they've already expressed interest in line. I believe. Yeah, but they're not going to take a tackle. They have two tackles. There's Chris. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry for those people who aren't. There he is. Yeah, Desen's roommate is just walked by. I'm our, gonna text our, him really quick. Our studio. What'd Hang you on. get? That's what I would say. He's gonna text him. Hold on. Okay. So whatever, we'll we'll deal with the Bengals situation in a second. Twenty-five Bills. Oh. Sky Moore probably realistic. Titans. Yeah, they need receiver. Yeah, tight ends. Jermaine Johnson, Ed Rusher. He's probably if, can go top fifteen. I don't think he should, but if yeah. If they want to, whatever. Buccaneers, Devontae Wyatt, they probably love that. They need a lot. They they don't need a lot. That's the thing. They have so many positions secured, and usually... It's going to be on defense. If the Cowboys don't take Zion Johnson, the Bucks will. Yeah. And at that point, there's no other guard worth taking the first. So they go and fill that nose guard. Put put him next to uh, Vita Vea. That's a pretty nasty defensive line. Yep. Then Packers, Kenyon Green, we had... Then Chiefs, Traylon Burks. Receiver, obviously they need that after yep. trading away Tyreek. Then Andrew Booth. Need a corner. They We have Tyler Smith, which guys. we both is kind of up for debate. And then is it Lewis Sine? I don't know. I think it's Cine. Cine, okay. There's our mock draft. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. We'll have a draft breakdown on Monday. I'm very excited about that. Oh, we know. And you're going to probably go on a Giants rant. Oh, it depends on the pick that we make. If it's, if it's uh, one of... Derek Stingley, um, Derek Stingley, Trayvon Walker, and Trevor Penning, you will get one. But we'll see. Even then, I wouldn't be – if I had to take one of those guys, I'd take Stingley because I just – I want an NFL-ready player. I don't want a project. I don't want Trevor Penning because I just – I don't see it in him at all. I don't know. I, I just – I don't want a project. I don't want a guy that I don't see anything in. And Stingley, I'm more worried about his health and – there are con- some concerns of his effort when he's not in pass coverage, which I'm not just I'm just not a fan of that. Like I'm not the fan of that kind of a player, but it's whatever. But yeah, we'll see. Hopefully they can make the right selection. If if Neil falls to five, I'm just gonna pray pray that we take him. Yeah, Even I don't think he's yet that know. far. I don't know. We'll see. Let's again. Sorry, y'all. I would like to reiterate. PFF has Trayvon Walker going first overall, then Aiden Hutchinson, then Evan Neal, then Thibodeau, then Charles Cross. Wait, they have, where's, wait, one of, they have Charles Cross going fifth? Yeah. Over Aquano? Yeah, they have Aquano going sixth. Yeah, to me, yeah, I mean, to me, if, if the Panthers, I think the Panthers are going to play the waiting game. I think they're, what they're, what they could potentially do and what they should do, wait until the Giants make their pick. If there are, if the two, if all of the top three tackles are gone, trade back, take Malik Willis. Then, mm-hmm. if they're not, if one of the three are available, take that guy there, because they're not. None of those three are making it past the top ten. I feel you. So yeah, there's our uh, draft preview for the week. Definitely tune in tomorrow night at eight p.m. It should be fun seeing it in Vegas.
Oh, finally. Yeah. But I believe that's all we have. So a little bit of an yeah. early exit for you guys. It's whatever. Um, definitely tune in. Like I said, definitely tune into the basketball games. Tune into the draft. We'll be back here next Monday, right on 93.9 at three o'clock. Uh, besides that, turn into our Twitter. If you missed this episode or missed the first half of this episode, whatever, check on YouTube. It'll be up on Saturday. Saturday at noon. So you definitely check that one out. And if you want to catch our, all our past episodes, they're all on YouTube. But besides that, have a blessed weekend. Enjoy your draft weekend. Have a blessed night. And we will talk to you guys Monday. See you.